Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Chatting with Nat. I guess my whole thing in the beginning wasn't put on here, but here we are, Chatting with Nat, and today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Freedom Heart, a.k.a. Lynn Chen. Freedom Heart is singer-songwriter Lynn L.Y. Chen from Southern California. Her mission in life can be summed up in these two words, truth and freedom. These are the words I love the most as well. Lynn is a spokesperson for truth and knowing one's true identity. Her goal for her life is to write and produce songs with words that bring a light in the darkness, melodies that heal and ultimately set people free from the prison of their own minds and circumstances. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Hi. Thank you for the applause. It was really great. <laughs> yeah, my, my two little hands are not going to do you justice. So, <laughs> you know, you got to have a big round of applause. So how have you been doing since, you know, pandemic, COVID has some babies, Roe versus Wade, um, <laughs> Floyd, elections, tsunamis, mass shootings, which happen on a daily basis. Uh, cicadas, all kinds of things have been happening. So how have you been? I think that's a pretty big question. Uh, <laughs> and I don't even know if most people think about that question on a day-to-day right. because they're just like going along and just trying to survive. <laughs> uh, right. I think I think for me, um, because I do what I do, you know, is writing songs and uh, being a songwriter and singer as well, um, I guess it's reflect more. And so I try to put in all the things that I, you know, go through and then put it into song. So uh, to answer your question, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> I'm sure for everyone. Right. Uh, but but I, think, I think everybody's trying their best to keep their head afloat, you know, since pandemic and all. I mean, yeah, that's all that we can do. I mean, because every day is just something new. Um, so we know that COVID, the pandemic, was a horrible thing. I mean, people died, people lost family members, people had long-term COVID, um, people lost limbs. There's all kinds of things that happened. But uh, the pandemic also brought about this whole thing about self-introspection. So we had a lot of downtime. A lot of us did. So, you know, I had colleagues that decided to cut back on hours because they weren't spending enough time. There were more families spending more time together and walking outside. It was like weird to see, you know, (laughs) my God, when we were not in the streets, the animals and mother nature were like, oh my gosh, I hope they don't come back because the pollution level went down. You had a lot of people (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Then you had a lot of people quitting their jobs because what they found was that they realized, okay, I need money to eat, you know, have clothes on my back. I need a roof over my head, but I also need to be happy doing what I'm doing. So there were so many articles on people quitting their jobs to do uh, something that's more in line with their passion. And then you have people like us, artists, that decided to release singles, albums, EPs, rebrands. Some decided, oh, music is not for me. Um, so did you do some self-introspection and if you did or didn't, um, did you decide, okay, Freedom Heart is good as she is. 
or did you think maybe I could take it to another level? What did you think about? Oh, I totally did. I think um, it was during the pandemic that I really started cranking it out and not because I had more time, Mm. but it was because um, I just had the opportunity to work with a producer out in LA and I, I live about an hour away, but man, with traffic, it's probably two or three hours. Right. And this in right. one way, you know, but because of the pandemic, it only took me like 30, 40 minutes to drive. <laughs> and so I was just happy on the freeway. But uh, there were people that were not really happy with me, you know. They were like, why are you going out? You shouldn't be going out. You should stay home. Right. And I thought, and I said, you know what? It's an agreement with me and my producer, and he's not going out with anyone else, and we're just, you know, right. making music, you know. And so for, for me, it was totally safe. And I live alone, so I'm not like affecting anyone. So right, that was my right. Choice. No, I completely get that. Um, yeah, the pandemic was <laughs> was crazy and weird. I actually am here. I was with my mom and my uncle, and I'm glad that I was with them because I ended up getting COVID and getting it three times, even though vaccinated. And so, you know, I just don't, yeah, I just don't know what I would have done if I had been by myself. So I I actually, I think a lot of people think about that. A lot, uh, some people that did get COVID and they live by themselves and they had to do a lot of the things by themselves or they had to, you know, call people and say, can you help me with this, that, and the other, um, it really opened the eyes of a lot of people and what they would do in a situation like this. And the fact that, Oh, maybe they need to make some decisions within their life um, to make it, you know, happier. Maybe. Um, Now let's talk about this music thing. Now, how did you get into the music industry? Did you, did you come out of the womb and you're like, (laughs) Oh, my name is Lynn, but it's going to be freedom hard. And you better understand that. Or was it something that you heard or saw that made you want to get into the industry? I think uh, growing up, I was kind kind of musical. Like, I love music. I love singing. Mm-hmm. I took some piano classes, but um, I loved guitar. And my mom, she was an advocate of me learning, but she really didn't like me playing guitar. Right. And so she actually, like, my, my dad actually bought me a guitar, but then okay. my mom my mom threw it away. Oh, she really didn't want me (laughs) to play. Yeah. She, and I was like, where's my guitar? (laughs) She's like, I threw it away. And I was like, Oh geez, you know? Um, so she's one of the people in my life that has been kind of like a a challenge, um, for me. Um, just with music, it was like a steady thing where I just loved it. But, like, right. I didn't go into it until later on in life because, you know, it's, like, all those thoughts of, like, ah, I'm not anybody and I'm not good enough and all the, all those thoughts, you know? Right. Uh, but it's out of, like, a real big heart for, honestly, people because through – that's what, you know, you read in my bio is that, like, through my songs, I'm hoping that people could be, you know, having, you know, breakthroughs or just mm-hmm. – um, introspection or understanding of their their situations and maybe right. um, resonating with the things that I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's what my heart is for just writing songs and just putting them out there for them, honestly. 
Um, what do you most li- like about being an artist? What is your favorite part about being that? <laughs> um, being an artist, I guess, is the interaction with people and them coming up to me and saying, oh, you know, your song really, really encouraged mm. me. You know, I even have, like, friends and fellow uh, artists as well that say, oh, man, I have your head in my song. I mean, I have your song in my head. <laughs> right. Um, like, the other day, and I just keep singing it. And it just, like, takes me aback because I honestly don't really um, even think anything of it. I just go along my day. Out. You know, like, some people are like, oh, do you listen to your own music? And I'm like, not really. Uh, I really don't because it's not really something. I, I rather listen to, to other people's music. But right. um, when other people say, oh, you know, I love listening to your music, it makes me feel encouraged and I, um, you know, sing it, you know, throughout my day. And then I'm just like, oh, wow, you know, that's really cool. So that's what I like about that. Um, I will tell people that, you know, the people that are artists, that music is our superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like you, you know, the, the, my favorite part is, you know, how my music affects somebody else uh, because that is my goal. I want to be an effective player in life. You know, it's, it's great to write about love songs and everybody goes to that. But I think that when you write about social impact so, songs, um, it it truly helps. Because um, music has the power to heal, move mountains. It can do so much. People use music to to scream. They use music to laugh. They use use music to cry. They use music to dance. Um, it's yeah. a very expressive tool. And I think that, you know, it is a superpower. If we can affect positive change or even something that that person needs at that moment, then mm-hmm. we have done our job. We definitely have done our job. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an awesome thing to have. Um, now, you're working, you, you're working on a new album or you're about to release an album? Um, a lot of the recordings have been done, just need to be redu- uh, produced. Uh, yeah, so a lot of it is done, but um, I am just released my single last month, and then I have uh, a music video coming out for that single uh, very soon. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Now, I'm going to play one of your songs. I think I'm going to play Rushing Water. Tell me what that's about. Rushing Water is a song about healing. And um, the first few lines is come into these wounds because it's about people that have pain mm-hmm. and that have been holding on to, to the pain. And it's kind of just opening up yourself. Okay. Um, and the wa- the water is kind of representing the healing that's going to come and okay. just letting that happen. Okay. So, yeah. All righty, let's play. <laughs>
Very beautiful. Uh, thank it's, you. It's, it's interesting because um, one of the, which is a question I can ask you, is like one of the places I am more, more most creative is in the shower. And I think water <laughs> is just a cleansing and a peaceful thing. Yeah. Um, then I forget the stuff. Um, and I'm like going to create a gadget that's waterproof that you can put in the in the shower. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I will come up with the best stuff. But you know, trying to retain as you get older, trying to retain that in your brain is crazy. I actually bought. Somebody had mentioned that there was like a waterproof pad that you and I bought it, and I still haven't used it. That's the way I am. So, where is the craziest place that you have come up with a song? I think in the car <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yep. I'm always like driving because I always drive in California. We like drive pretty far distances. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a normal thing because, you know, California is pretty big and just, um, and I live out like pretty far um, from LA. So just the commute itself, you know, a long time in the car and then. And then whenever I get an idea, I just record it on the phone. And so, yeah, yeah I, I can't do that in the shower. But if I had, if that happened in the shower, I would totally run to the phone and just record it <laughs> and jump out of the shower. Well, I, 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 yeah, I, I thought about that, too. But then I'm like, mm. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's just very crazy that, yeah. I mean, the whole, I mean, the music just flows in the shower, and I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I get the best ideas, and it's crazy, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, why can't I retain any of this? But like I said, I'm going to try to uh, create a gadget that allows me. Now, you're a singer-songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a genre that you like to do that is kind of, that is within the singer-songwriter vibe? I normally like to write pop. I don't, um, I'm not that, I don't really into country and uh, although I kind of like rock music, (laughs) Um, but I don't, I don't really like rock music. I just, um, I'm a connoisseur and I, I uh I not envy but I respect the the art mm. form. And uh just you know, like when they have the whole screamo thing going on mm-hmm. and then they it just it feels like they're very passionate about what they're singing about. So right. <laughs> that's right. what I like about it. Now so in regards to some of the topics you you write about is there anything that you won't, won't touch? Is there any topic that you will not touch? And why? Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I've written songs about the pandemic, kind of. Uh, I've written songs about um, shame. Uh, I... I mean, I think I would have to be very inspired in order to write about a certain topic, right. um, like if it's something very serious. Um, but 
I don't think I want to say I want to say no about any topic. Right. Like I said, I would just love if people could have healing in that area, whatever topic Mm -hmm. it is. So if I feel inspired for my own, from my own life, Mm -hmm. I want to speak from my own life. um, You know, so if I were to say, oh, well, you know, I won't write a song about rape. Well, I've never had rape happen to me, so Mm -hmm. I can't write about it, you know? Like, I can be inspired by other people's stories, but I want it to come from my own life, so yeah. I mean, like, would you ever, let's say the Roe versus Wade. I mean, there's ways to write about um, a woman's rights, whether you agree with Roe versus Wade or whatever or not. There's ways to write the songs without being too political. So would you mm-hmm. do something like that? Um, there's a possibility, I guess. If um, I I do feel like that's a topic that, you know, at that time that I'm dealing with, you know. Mm. But I I don't know if I would write a song about it. Not not to say it's a closed door, but I'm just like I said, it, I'm not dealing with that personally, so. So most of you would say that most of the stuff that you write about is stuff that you're dealing with personal. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, But you're not adverse to writing about issues um, outside of that. Because I I think that I find that sometimes we we think that something doesn't affect us, and it does. I mean, look at all, all the stuff that's going on in the world. We may not, like, for example, I've never been in a mass shooting. But it affects uh-huh. me because I live in the United States and I could step out the front door and get killed any time at this point in the United States. So yeah. in, inadvertently, it does affect me, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. even though I haven't been in it. I mean, I, I look at all this stuff and I cry. I mean, because it's just like, is this really America? And people just don't seem to care. Like, I've yeah. written songs about um, mass shootings and my own sexual assault. I've written about climate change and all that stuff, but I also look at um, the things going on in the world and how they affect me and how they affect others um, around me. Um, it's just because our world is, is, is cray cray. I like to, it's just cray. <laughs> cray yeah. Every time you turn, you're just like, huh? What? Yeah. Is that really happen? Um, it's just very, very surreal. Now, wh- how do you like to perform? Do you prefer a large audience, or do you like uh, more of an intimate setting, and why? I think there's pros and cons to both. I like mm. both. Um, I like more intimate settings because you feel more connected to the audience. Right, right. And that you can share more and connect deeper. Um, with larger audiences, you get more energy and right. more, you know, uh, more like up with your vibe so I feel like I do like both yeah but there's times for both you know what I mean cool cool now I'm going to play your song when I know you tell me what that's about um I, I'm very big on identity uh on people knowing who they are and I believe that's why a lot of people are kind of lost nowadays Mm. and they just don't know who they are, but they're trying so hard. 
to find who they are. And they try to find different communities to say, oh, yeah, this group is what I identify with. And I, I want to follow what they're thinking or what they're saying. Um, uh, but for my, from this song that I wrote is called When I Know You because um, it's, it's talking about how when we know God, we know ourselves. Mm. All righty. Let me play it.
Fantastic. Um, <laughs> you bring Thank up you. A, you bring up a, a, a good point, and before uh, I played this song, um, so I'm basically a very liberal person, uh, but and, but I, I'm trying to understand certain things in life right now. <laughs> and uh-huh. what I love about the United States is that. The, the United States is allowing people to be who they need to be, to to, um, to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Boot, but um, I feel that, in, you know, it seems that in order for some people to be happy, you, they have to take away somebody else, you know. They're, yeah. Um, and I'm having a hard time with it. Um, like, and I call this like the extreme trans community because not everybody in the trans community believes in this, but you know they're trying to take the word woman away. Yeah. Uh, they want to call natural naturally born people cisgender. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did a yeah. talk on this, and I said cisgender, nope. And then I guess somebody reported my thing. I didn't say anything nasty. I was just like, I'm not going to be called that. I mean, I'm happy for those that want to be happy um, that yeah. they found who they are, but not yeah. at the point where you want to eliminate me totally. They don't want uh-huh. you to. You, they don't want you to say breastfeeding. It's got to be chest feeding. No, that's got to stop. See, I'm I'm starting the thing because I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not here for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know I know a lot of women that are not here for that, and and you know you can't say this, you can't say that, blah blah blah, yada yada. I don't have time for that. Um, you know, you, you, a person wants to be respectful to people, but at the same time, you're trying to erase me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I never, I don't have time. Yeah, it's the it's the cancel culture thing. It 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 is, but you have to also notice with this particular thing. It's men that are doing it. Even if they're they went from ma- male to female, now they're trans female. It's mm-hmm. still a man trying to annihilate women. Yeah, yeah. And because you don't see it on the flip side, which is from female to male, you just don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking at sports. You're looking at so many different things that. They're just like, no, we're just going to, you know, you're a woman. It doesn't matter who you are. We're going to call you this, that, and the other. It, it, it's nonsensical to me. Um, and and it's, it's not fair. It's just yes. not fair. Yeah. Um, I'm all about authenticity, which is my next question for you. How important is authenticity for you in this in this world that we are living in? Oh, a thousand percent. I, I can't be myself if, you know, I can't be authentic and write what I believe and write how, what my opinions are. And right. I think a lot of that is, you know, going to be the detriment sometimes. Like like you said, you know, you don't you might be, like, shut down or your episode might be, like, taken off or whatever. Um and I think that's such a dangerous thing. I mean, why mm-hmm. is it that when we are being authentically uh, having our own opinions mm. that we are going to be silenced? Exactly. I, I don't understand that. Exactly. Here's the thing about the cancel culture, and I always tell people why it's here. Cancel culture is here because we never did anything about the things in the past. 
So hmm. people now are just like fed up. They're just like, okay, you want to act like a fool or you're going to be canceled. And I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think there's a, there should be a statute of limitation on it. You know, some people, if they've learned their lesson and they don't repeat the same pattern, I think you can say, okay, I am going to look at this person and see how well they do. Now I'm not talking about the person that's raped somebody or sexually molested somebody, but I'm thinking about somebody that, that truly made a mistake. They might've been drunk, said the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, does the cancel thing, is it used too much? Yeah, there are times I think it's used too much, but the problem, again, we never did things about things in the past. Nobody did anything. People would just get away with everything, and nobody yeah. did anything about it. So now they're like, okay, now you're going to have to sit in the corner for a little, little bit and think about what you did and not, not repeat it. Um, it's, all, but I, it's almost like a bullying thing, don't you think? Right. Yeah, to, to, to a certain degree. But here's the mm-hmm. problem. Like, like I say, if we had taken care of the stuff back in the day, we wouldn't have this cancel culture. Mm-hmm. There, 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 is a, there is a point where I can see what you're saying, where it's, it can be bullying. But if you don't do something about these people right now, they're going to think that they're pattern of behavior is acceptable because people yeah. just to the side and say oh well that's that person that's the way they act no I think that people need to be, be held accountable so that people can see oh if I act like this fool if I do this these are the repercussions I can't, mm-hmm. I can't you know it's like I'll, I'll use the uh, for example Morgan Wallen you know he was in the drunken super he used the n-word it's not mm-hmm. acceptable nor do I think black people should use it. I don't use it myself. It's ridiculous. I don't know why black people choose a word like that to say, oh, well, we've changed it. No, they haven't. It's still mm-hmm. in the dictionary as the same thing. They get upset when white people say it, but then they say it. I, see, I'm not for that. Yeah. But so, you know, double standard. Double standard. So then people went after Morgan Wallen, his music. But let me tell you, there's still people that, you know, lifted him up and, and I'm sad to say, but it was a lot of the racist people that believe in that, that stuff. And you said, oh, blah, blah, blah. and so he, you know, he made peace. He had to sit with the NAACP, blah, 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 blah. Now, you know, now he's back in, in, in the fold. But there's just some people that are just not going to change. Yeah. And then so you have to put them in their place, unfortunately. This is the society that we live in. It is very sad. The thing is, what I see more and more of, though, is that a lot of um, up-and-coming actors, actresses, singers, blah, 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 all of a sudden people are coming out of the woodwork and saying, well, this person did this. So why are they coming out with this now? That, I have issues with that. And it's not to say that the person didn't do it, but I notice that when people start to have a, a, a level of celebrity and money, people come out mm-hmm. to say something because they're trying to cash in. You mean so, like the Me, me Too thing? And no, not, not not the Me Too. I'm I'm like I, I I am with the Me Too movement, but I also but I also feel as though some of those is like where have you been? Maybe they were scared to come out. Mm-hmm. But but the problem with Me Too also is that there are some women and men um, that accuse people and they haven't done the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It is it is like it is a crazy situation. A crazy, or there are people that have been in the Me Too movement. They were 
they were being attacked and all that stuff, they stayed with the person knowingly, knowing that the person was doing all of this to them. And then mm. they come out, and, then, and, 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 and that's more in line with the Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, mm. you know, that is a very tragic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but these women knowingly knew after the fact that he was giving them, putting stuff in their drinks, but they still went back. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I have the problem. I have a problem with Bill Cosby, but I also have a problem with the women that went back no, because well, they the wanted same to thing with, It's the same thing with R. Kelly, too. Right. Right. These it's, women. They don't, they don't call it out. They just keep right. going back. Yeah. They accepted it because it was R. Kelly. Yeah. So there's got to be some responsibility somewhere. It's almost like, and in, in I had an argument with some person before about this. It's almost like if I go to a party and I tr- decide to get wasted, okay, I need to take the responsibility for that. I can't take the, my friends cannot take the responsibility for me. Uh-huh. If something happens to me, which it shouldn't, nobody should ever touch me, but shouldn't I be partly responsible because I decided to get wasted out of my mind and I'm trusting everybody around me and I don't know these people. Mm. And nobody, nobody has the right to touch me and anybody that touches me is in the wrong, but I also have to take responsibility for my own actions. Or at least if I go to a party with somebody, I have to know that this person has my back and says, okay, will you watch me? But I shouldn't put that burden on that person as an adult either. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, you you see all these stories come out, and you're just like, wow. I mean, there's like a new story about Jonah Hill and him just being verbally abusive, mm-hmm. and telling the story now. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe maybe the person was ready to do it now. It's just. the timing of a lot of things seems off to me. And it's not to say that these things haven't happened to these people, but you know, it's just, it's it's just the world we live in. It's just, like I say, it's cray cray. I think it's a balance of account accountability and right. uh, Right. But then there is also criticism and then there's also the silencing. So it's like hard. It's like society's trying to balance all of that. Right. And they don't know how to do it. And so they right. just go to the extreme and say, okay, we're just going to cancel you, you know? Exactly. I do agree with you on that level as well. Um, yeah. Sometimes the, the, the reaction is I'm going to cancel you right away. And I think just, most of the reactions like that, <laughs> most of the time. Right. Um, but then there's some, there's some people that react and it's like, okay. I can see why you guys are not liking this person because this person is a douchebag, female or male. So I, I completely yeah. understand that. Now, before I let you go, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music business? That's a hard question. Um, I wish that I knew that I guess how important community community is yes. so that I can build a stronger community for myself. Not that I don't have one, right? but 
um, you know, I love to listen to interviews with other artists and just hear where they're coming from and um, their opinions and things that they do. Uh, but other artists, you know, they would say, uh, I just listened to one with Ellie Goulding. I don't know, you know, if you know her. Yeah, no, uh, I know. Yeah, she said she she only had like one good or two good friends, and that was it. Mm. And I, that I mean, maybe works for her. Um, but uh, for like, I feel like community. I think Selena Gomez said it too. Um, it's just it's so essential because you need people to hold you up, you to know you as you know the authentic you, and not just you know who you are in front of the lights, you know? Right, right. And people to rally around you and you rally around them. Right. People, people said that's your tribe, but not necessarily always your tribe. It's, it, it's, I would just say, like, your community. I, I like community mm-hmm. better than tribe. I don't know why. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, and number that's, two? that's one thing. Um, number two is... You know, it surprises me how people are not as authentic as you think that they are. <laughs> and so just, just even people mm. like, um, kind of using you to, like, step on, on top of you to, you know, achieve something, you know? So I would say, I guess, it's to just, protect your own heart, you know, protect yourself because you don't, it's, I'm not saying that you always have to like, you know, be on guard and say, Oh, I can't like let anyone in, but it's, it is a surprise to me just how many people out there are just trying so hard to um, use whatever means they can to get ahead, you know? Right. So I right. Say, I guess um, just be wise <laughs> is is one of the th- things I would say and try to, you know, I guess like to, lastly, I guess is to have mentors. Mm. Like you should have someone that you can like go to that maybe has been there. Right. So you can like kind of um, communicate about like, hey, what do you think about this? You've went into this and it's it's not easy to find mentors, and not everybody's open to mentoring. Right. But I find it such um an, a good thing because I guess like what I want to say is trust is hard to build. Amen. In the, in, in the industry, you know, and mm-hmm. so if you can find people you can trust, so apart from community mentors, um, but that those people are going to be the people that will drive you and build you up. And right. it's important to have them. Cause like I said, like, I guess like the surprise of the industry is just how many people you can't trust. And right. so that's why you're just like, um, where do I go? And that's why it's important to find these people. Cause I, I'm a part of songwriting community and, um, I can go to them and talk to them, mm-hmm. and it's so good to have that, um, right? And feel safe and not feel like you're you're gonna they're gonna take advantage of you, 
or use you, like even steal your song. Because one time I went to this one songwriting conference and me and my friend were just like playing um, music. And this one guy comes up, goes, hey, I really like that song. Hey, can I like, you know, take your song and stuff? And I'm just like, what the, we were just, right. you know, and so you don't know like who's out there that just wants to take away oh, I know. creativity, you know? Amen to that. No, oh, I hear you. Um, all of those are very valid. Um, yeah, the music industry can be very fickle. I always tell people, do your research. If anybody contacts you about, oh, I can make you a star, uh, find people that have worked with that person and don't give any. I find yeah. that when you get into this industry, the vultures just, they just know, they smell you, and they uh, try to do what they can to scam you. Um, also, music business is very hard. It's different now. You have to be on all these social media platforms. It's 24 yeah. Don't Just don't think you're going to be one of these people. Oh, somebody's going to discover you, and you're going to be famous right away. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily work that way. That is the fairy tale. Yeah, totally. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Ned. I enjoyed our conversation. You are awesome. Your music is awesome, and I love the fact that you are authentic. It's very important in this day's world. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I had a great time. All right, everybody. If you want to find Lynn Chen, a.k.a. Freedom Heart, you can go to www.freedom-heart.com. She's also on YouTube, on Facebook, Freedom Heart. LC and she's yes. on Twitter Freedom Heart LC and she's on Instagram Freedom Heart LC um, and if you can't remember that you know what you can do you can Google I'm getting a t-shirt that says Google me mm-hmm. and remember as an independent artist stay true to who you are it doesn't really matter what uh, other people think sing from your soul write from your soul because you know what music is subjective and somebody out there is going to love your music Somebody already does. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.